This is Plant-Based Briefing. Should I Supplement B12? Part 2 by Brigitte Jam at veganfamilykitchen.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast, where I narrate a variety of articles on plant-based, compassionate, vegan, eco-friendly living, with permission in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. And today's post was a bit longer, so it's a two-parter. I read part one yesterday, and this is part two today. So go back and listen to yesterday's episode first if you haven't already. And now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Should I Supplement Vitamin B12? Part 2 by Brigitte Jam at veganfamilykitchen.com What kind of vitamin B12 should I take? After a thorough examination of the peer-reviewed studies comparing the benefits of cyanocobalamin and methylcobalamin and other active forms, Dr. Greger recommends cyanocobalamin unless one suffers from kidney disease. Watch the full video with his reasoning, what is the best type of vitamin B12, cyanocobalamin, or methylcobalamin, linked here. What if I still eat a bit of meat, fish, dairy, and eggs? Should I supplement B12 anyway? Yes. You don't want to be one of the 33% of adults under 60 or 51% of pregnant women with deficient B12. The inconvenience and cost of supplementing B12 are outweighed by the catastrophic consequences of going without. I take the optimal dose and get on with my life. Can't I just take a multivitamin that has B12 in it? Vitamins and minerals contained in multivitamins may interfere with the absorption of each other. Dr. Greger recommends taking vitamin B12 as a standalone supplement, preferably on an empty stomach. He suggests chewable or sublingual types because the absorption is boosted when the vitamin is mixed in with saliva. Should I supplement B12 if I eat fortified foods? There are no unprocessed plant foods that contain sufficient B12 to meet our needs in a consistent, reliable manner. However, there are B12-fortified foods on the market, including some, but not all, plant milks, vegan meats, and nutritional yeast. Can you count on them for your B12 supply? Dr. Greger does provide some guidance with regards to using fortified foods as a supply of B12 in his video about the healthiest food sources of vitamin B12 linked here. He also notes that three daily servings of B12-fortified foods, each representing 190% of the daily value, should supply sufficient B12. Personally, I find that too complicated and inconsistent. Relying on fortified foods means reading labels and doing some math, and I avoid buying foods with labels to begin with. In addition, foods generally thought of as sources of B12, like nutritional yeast, wildly differ in B12 content from brand to brand. I'll just take one pill per week, thanks. Isn't it unnatural to take a pill? Wouldn't it be more natural to eat meat and other animal products? That one's a question for the doctor of sociology. That's me. There isn't very much that's natural about our food supply, and eschewing B12 supplementation because of the apparent unnaturalness of it could mean putting your life and health at stake for a very imperfect idea. Without even getting into the cruelty and environmental side effects of animal agriculture, we know that farm animals, heavily bred and selected by humans, not nature, are raised in conditions that are anything but natural. They get their own supply of cobalt or B12 from unnatural sources as well. Stick with the pills. That's my stance. Is there a risk to taking too much? Are there downsides to B12 supplements? Vitamin B12 is water-soluble. Any excess we have gets eliminated with urine. Overdosing is nothing to worry about. A few studies have recently caused mild concern linking high B12 levels to acne as well as osteoporosis, hip fractures, and lung cancer. It does seem that extreme doses of B12, which are typically used when trying to correct deficiency, 
may cause some skin eruptions. However, the studies on more severe issues, as examined by Dr. Greger, are far from convincing, and may in fact show that high meat and dairy consumption are possibly the root cause of the correlations observed. Watch the videos linked above if curious. Should I get tested to check my B12 status? Some health professionals suggest that even healthy vegans should get their vitamin and mineral status checked on a regular basis, but when was the last time a doctor told their healthy-looking, meat-eating patient to get their folate and vitamin C status assessed? I'm not a fan of unrequired testing. Personally, as long as I'm not experiencing symptoms of ill health and as long as I'm taking adequate B12 supplements, I see no need to get my levels tested. Although he does not say it in so many words, this seems to echo Dr. Greger's own stance. If for any reason I start experiencing suspicious symptoms, I will definitely seek help from a plant-friendly physician, and I'll make sure to discuss the content of this video on how to test for functional vitamin B12 deficiency, linked here, with them. Even if one's B12 status looks stellar, it doesn't tell the whole story. Supplementing B12 is always worth it. Are there other supplements I should take in addition to B12? Vitamin B12 deficiency has pernicious and catastrophic consequences, which is why this article is required reading for all of my vegan meal planning clients. There is, however, another supplement I do take on a daily basis, and it is vitamin D3 from a vegan source, because I live on the 49th parallel and very little sunshine gets directly into my skin on a daily basis. Aside from that, I make a concerted effort to eat a diet rich in omega-3 fatty acids from plant sources, in particular flax and chia seeds, which I occasionally supplement with a liquid algae-based DHA supplement. I encourage everyone from whole food plant-based aficionados to hardcore carnivores to research nutrition from broad, authoritative, and science-based sources before taking supplements. You just listened to Should I Supplement B12? Part 2 by Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com and I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and I can't stress the importance enough of supplementing B12 even for someone who eats animal parts because animals don't naturally have B12 either. They are supplemented, but it's still not a great source anymore necessarily. And regarding vitamin D, studies have confirmed that anybody living above the 37th parallel should be supplementing vitamin D. And that is diet independent, so no matter what you eat, you need to supplement vitamin D. Just Google vitamin D latitude and you'll see maps that show what that looks like. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit and thanks for listening.